and you know i'm a comedian and i'm supposed to wake people up that's what i'm, I'm not one of those hey everybody lucky i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna pass some gas of course i'm <laughs> talking about how highbrow you are <laughs> like we've already watched the clips from a related special like i said it's the one joke stretched out for like 30 minutes of just like i identify as get a job i identify as get off the couch i identify as none of your business ah. <laughs> what else do you identify as rose discuss amongst yourselves if you don't agree you don't really have to burn me at the stake for just for not agreeing with me but let me just throw out one idea and i hope that the hungry dogs in the street have enough meat as not to come after me for thinking and speaking i'm tired of it but i have this to say as follows and it's okay I say it because nobody lives the fucking thing I say, which is great. I'm tired of being monitored, you know, and corrected and shit. Fuck it. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Trump, hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, the first woman president of the United States. Bet she didn't know where she was going with that one. Bet she didn't see that twist at the very end. Roseanne Barr shocks with comments about the Holocaust and, quote, killing Jews. Comedian Roseanne Barr stoked controversy again on Tuesday with comments she made about the Holocaust during her recent podcast appearance. While appearing on Theo Vaughn's This Past Weekend, Barr sarcastically joked about the 2020 presidential election being stolen and complained about how social media platforms are strict when speaking about different topics. And that is the truth. And nobody died in the Holocaust either. That is the truth. It should happen. Six million Jews should die right now because they cause all the problems in the world. But it never happened. But it never happened. Barr, who is Jewish, said on the podcast. Newsweek reached out to James Moore and William Rodriguez, who are listed publicly as representatives for Barr, via email for comment. Vaughn, the host of the podcast, tweeted that Barr's comments were taken out of context. This Roseanne Barr clip was sarcasm, folks. A clip taken out of a long, sarcastic rant she had during our chat. Can we not recognize sarcasm anymore? The former Roseanne star remarks sparked a wave of criticism on social media. Democratic New York politician John Cooper tweeted, Nobody died in the Holocaust. It should happen. Six million Jews should die right now because they uh, cause all the problems in the world. Is anyone surprised that sicko Roseanne Barr supports Donald Trump? Uh, the clip we already watched yesterday. Commentator Brian Krasenstein shared the clip of Barr's comments on Twitter and said, I don't often call for the cancelling of anyone. I think it rarely serves a purpose. But when she got in front of an audience and said that six million Jews should die, I will happily call for Roseanne Barr to be cancelled. Krasenstein added, the Nazis would be proud. And to those using this as an attack on Trump because Roseanne supports him, stop. That solves nothing just takes away from her own responsibility in making these statements. Florida Congressman uh, Jared Moskowitz wrote, Roseanne Barr thinks uh, yay didn't go far enough. I will not excuse Holocaust denial and wishing for the murder of 6 million people as uh, that is a mental illness. Conservative commentator Stephen Crowder gave Barr the benefit of the doubt and tweeted, in no world do we actually believe Roseanne Barr actually denies the Holocaust. 
that's the problem. The Holocaust comments are far from Barr's first controversy. In 2018, ABC cancelled the Roseanne revival series hours after the comedian posted a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett, a senior advisor to Barack Obama, throughout his presidency. Barr had tweeted that Jarrett, who is black, was born from the Muslim Brotherhood and, quote, Planet of the Apes. Wow. Yikes. Barr eventually apologized for her tweet and said that she planned to take a break from social media. Months later, she said in a video that she wasn't intending to be racist because she thought that the black was white? What? I'm I'm confused. I'm fucking confused. Uh, sorry. So you start a sentence with "Yo, I'm not trying to be racist." Um, but uh, when I said that very very racist statement, I actually thought the black person was a white person. That's like. <laughs> so you didn't even add person. You said thought the black was white. <laughs> Oh my god, Roseanne. You are so racist. Holy fuck. All right. Well, Crowder, to the rescue. Excited to go to Florida and do stand-up there. There's a, a great audience down there, so I look forward to it. Yeah, some might say... Yeah, we have of... William. Yes. Hi, William. He's the Hispanic gay. <laughs> Who is to the right of Attila the Hun. He's on the show, actually. I know. Regularly. Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bitch. 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 Uh, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Still racist, though. I don't I don't know if that undoes the racism. At all. <laughs> if anything, it's like, oh, you thought I was racist before, did you? Well, wait till this one. It's funny, because I'm being more offensive than I was previously. He's on the show in a luchadore mask, and we always have to curb him if the subject of Puerto Ricans comes up, because he's racist against them. <laughs> like, no, uh -oh. God, that's gross. Do I look Puerto Rican? We're like, William, come on. Just He's like, I'm just saying. You're either you're either one of the terrible Puerto Ricans or Ricky Martin. I'm Cuban. We're like, all right, okay, win. But he's the best, but he will work you into the ground. So, Roseanne. Wow. Crowder is crushing it with fucking Roseanne as the audience. I wonder if this is like, uh, kind of just like a, a legendary moment he's dreamed of his whole life. Do you think that's a part of what, for example, I guarantee you, if you're going and you're performing in Florida, a lot of retired conservative American Jews, they already tried to get you canceled from the left, and now they're trying to expand that because you've survived it anyway. Do you think that's that's a part of what's going on? Um, well, I think what they're doing, I was thinking about it deeply, and I think, I think uh, you know, the left is, is really crazy. We know that. Um, and uh, the right, the far right is really crazy, too. In fact, they're kind of the same people, if you really look at it. They just don't want to hear any opinion other than their own. Right. And like, uh, hey, uh, the workers should own the means of production. People should be allowed to exist for intrinsic values or qualities or traits they were born with, you know? Like, other side's like, we're an extermination project. We want to get rid of all the LGBTQ plus people and then people of color, minorities, Jewish people. We want to get rid of it all. We're fascists. We want to control women's bodies and we want to use them distinctly for our breeding project. Yep, that's... That's this side, so pretty much the same. And, um, you know, uh, but, you know, the left is right now crazier than anybody on Earth has ever been. And I think what they're doing is they're weaponizing stupidity. Mm. You know what? They're weaponizing yeah. stupidity and mental illness against the vast middle. And, I mean, both of these groups have uh, marginalized the vast.
the vast middle. You know that the rest of America isn't nearly as fucked up as like a lot of the right to the far right are. <laughs> like the Overton window has shifted so much. The other day, Stephen Crowder of all people was tweeting out that he was like, uh, well, uh, the right has, the Overton window has moved so much that the right is now the, uh, the left and the left has moved to the extreme left. I was like, you would only see the current state of the right as moving left if you are moving and barreling towards fascism. If you're like, I'm just, I'm just straight up going towards, I'm just going to skip a few steps here. We're just going to go right to that one. Well, then, yeah, from like the standpoint of fascism, if you look behind you, maybe they would seem a little further left, right? Back to middle. I don't know how they've been allowed to do that, I guess, the media, but they've marginalized the vast middle, the majority. They've marginalized the, silence the majority. majority? Really want people to hear that. Yeah, I think and, uh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, weaponized. Yeah, that's that's what Nixon said, right? Like like what Nixon said. Stupidity. Um, I mean, I, because at one point you, know, you did have people who were on the right who were mad at you. But do you feel like there's been? Let's kind of take off the table the far left, far right. More of an embracement, uh, galvanizing when they've tried to cancel you from people on the right who may be working in you know Hollywood for a long time. You didn't know they were there and looking for a champion. I didn't, well, yeah. Did you find that? Well, I know that when I uh, mangled up the Star Spangled Banner, I was pretty, I was a leftist then too. And the, you know, people on the right, they really hated me. And I said, I've survived, uh, you know, a, a, an attack from the right and an attack from the left. And boy, the right was a lot kinder. I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, they accepted my apology. And um, I was invited back a few times to re-sing the national anthem. And I had to wear adult diapers. I was so scared, but, uh, but uh, which I wear all the time now. 25 or so years later. Well, you're anyway, president. <laughs> well, they're so helpful. But anyway, um, <laughs> then I, uh, you know, on the left, these guys, they never, they never accept an apology and they never stop. They no. keep coming until they grind their jackboot right in your face in, into the dirt. Yep. I guess they don't just want you to deploy. I, I, like, Ethan Klein has been canceled, what, 12 times, I want to say? I'm just talking about since he did the whole, like, hey, I'm going to pivot to the left through uh, the tutelage of one Hasanabi. Uh, it's got to be around there, right? Getting getting pretty close to those kind of numbers. Doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be as big of a problem as people make it out to be. Kind of seems like a lot of people don't ever want to acknowledge when they're wrong about something. A lot of people are just like, oh, you know, they'll never be satisfied. Like Jordan Peterson was saying that to Ethan. Jordan Peterson was like, oh, you, they'll never stop. They'll be relentless. You'll never satisfy their craving for the endless woke flesh. And it's like, no, just like acknowledge if you fucked up. It's not hard. Platform, they want you dead. And if you have the gumption to raise your head up bloodied and, you know, the stump of your face bloodied and, uh, you know, totally. Oh, the oppression. What, like, who are you, Andy? No. Ah, uh, yes, they, they struck me with a phallic object of a silicone variety, a rod, if you will, and it caused a brain bleed. I have to, I have to have a fake British accent, don't I? It's like, it caused a brain bleed. It's like, what, what, why, why are you, what? destroyed that makes them even they get more bloodlust and come at you again and what really makes me mad is that they would go they they seem never to go after the things i say in interviews or on my podcast now but they go after my jokes and that's very interesting because you know my one tweet that they killed me yeah but like why you keep equating to that 
to something as if like you'd lost a career. If someone's like, hey, by the way, cancel culture is real, Lance. And it's like, how is that? Well, there are people who are fired from their jobs for a variety of reasons. Usually they can be discriminated against. Oh, really? Yes, people have been fired from their jobs, for example, for being trans. You know, there are, and this will be disproportionately uh, people's, uh, people of color as well who are trans who will be fired from their jobs because for one re reason or another, if they start transitioning, uh, if their coworkers find out about it, some people start complaining and some people start worrying that maybe that means that they're a pedophile groomer because of what they've seen online, what everyone's saying online so they can get fired so this is a way that they are canceled i would be like okay well if that's what you mean by cancel culture that's very different than you as a comedian people called your jokes out because like i'm a comedian and people who don't like me hate my fucking jokes sometimes they like them that's kind of darling but most most of the time they, they, they'll be like oh cringe oh, oh fail oh try to be edgy but fail but i'm not like oh man I got canceled today, dog. It's like, really? What happened? Oh, like, you know, a guy replies to a lot of my tweets. He like, you know, he said my joke was kind of scuffed. Scuffed, bro? Yeah, scuffed. He said I was kind of scuffed. Fuck, bro. Not scuffed. Are you okay? Fuck, do we need to, we need to take you somewhere? Yeah, bro. Before. That was, that was a joke. Right. And now this was... This I was, got canceled twice on my way to work. Fucking, I'll be canceled by the end of this bit. Holy was a fuck. bit that I have done on stage. And, you know, I'm a comedian and I'm supposed to wake people up. That's what... I'm, I'm not one of those, hey, everybody, looky, I'm going to let... You know, I'm going to pass some gas. Of course. I'm... <laughs> You're talking about how highbrow you are. <laughs> like, we've already watched the fucking clips from a related special. Like I said, it's the one joke stretched out for like 30 minutes of just like, I identify as get a job. I identify as get off the couch. I identify as none of your fucking business. <laughs> what else do you identify as, Rose? So funny. I'm a, I'm a comic that, you know, tries to make people think right so mm. they take my oh, yeah. joke and what they did was they left out the premise right you know you know the premise was we're, we were not allowed to comment on the election right. we were not allowed to comment on the fact that people were saying hey we we saw him pull up a truck full of ballots you know that we weren't no if you say it you're going to be taken off to social media yeah. and people were saying well, we saw him tape up the windows we saw him pull and all of us saw him pull out suitcases no, you are not to say it. Yeah, I know. Well, and we know that all you know votes come I mean? from so a red I had to find, I'm sorry, what? I was saying we know that all voting precincts typically have Bristol boards on the windows and the votes come in a real wet wagon. That's what they do. Yeah, and suitcases. But the fact... She did not pick up on the fact that you're trying to do fucking... Uh, the the whole election was stolen, but just like woven in there. Like, oh, I guess it wasn't... I guess it wasn't subtle enough. They said it yes, they said it weren't suitcases, right? This came from New York Post. No, no, fact check. They weren't suitcases. They were Pelican cases that looked strikingly light suitcases. Well, that solves the problem, asshole. Yeah. Our concern is that you said a pipe burst at 3 a.m. and we see them pulling cases out with ballots. Let's not care if it's a Samsonite, okay? Yeah. But that's the issue. It's not an accident. It's a lie. And that's what bothered me so much what happened with sometimes people make mistakes. This guy who circulated it, he's on my shit dar, just to be clear. He knew when he put it out, he knew it was a lie. So this was taken from two weeks yeah. ago and they removed it. It's not an accident. And I think people need to understand the difference. And yeah, provide no quarter to those folks because they won't stop until you're gone. You know, um, yeah, he removed the premise of my joke. So I say that's like taking Henny Youngman's joke, take my wife, please, and going, this guy's trying to traffic his wife. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like he's Coney. Because they have no sense of humor and they are terrified of humor. They're right. And like, you know, far be it for me to try and uh, critique a Jewish comedian's uh, Holocaust jokes. But like, 
the point of the joke was doing a version of Holocaust denial in order to provoke shock because it's kind of a shock humor thing, right? It's not something most people in Pleasant Company would normally say, so a lot of what the power of the joke is supposed to have and exemplifies the power that comes from it being a unconventional and not a social norm to be so flippant, so flippant about something as horrifying and grand scale as the Holocaust. So that's that was the point. So people are like, yeah, and so that sucked. That's not like comedians, come on. You're stronger than this, you know? It's not, it's not like, oh, and that's when the, the, the suitcases came out and they, they bashed me over the head and then they, they clubbed me and the blood ran down and they, they, they'll, they'll never stop. Oh, they're, they're insatiable. Terrified of jokes and humor because humor is taking all of us comedians. You're terrified of criticism. Like, when, when did all the comedians get so soft? You're supposed to be fucking hardened by years in the comedy cellar. We've had to deal with the heckles, you know, the the drunken fucking heckling on the sidelines, the jives, everyone being like, you suck. And then you look at them and then you're like, oh, do I, sir? Or do you? The following things. And then right away it's like, whoa, shit, that person's funny. They said the following oh, things. Maybe, you know, we sit around and talk about this all the time when we're drunk, which is all the time. But no, you take two disparate ideas and you hook them together. Right. Comedy is about putting the severed pieces together, as Virginia Woolf wrote about writing. Yeah. You take two disparate ideas, you put them together, create a new picture that makes people, you know, it, it uh, deep. And B, uh, comedy is a many splendid thing. It can be exaggerating reality, exaggerating what is considered social norms, and perhaps even subverting them for people to suddenly be like, wow, I had not seen the world in this perspective before. Uh, it, it doesn't have to necessarily simply be a mime, uh, a magic show, if you will. There's there's other forms. Familiar, defamiliarizes reality and people get a new view of things. They go, I never thought of it that way. That's what it's for. Right, that's exactly so what it's they for. they can't hold two desperate disparate ideas in their tiny little also to entertain and make people laugh i love as a comedian myself uh, the idea of there being a more grandiose vision and purpose behind creating art and i would agree with that yes absolutely it's it's, it's a wondrous thing to be able to make people see the world in a new perspective especially one that betters them because that's ultimately what would be the best possible thing that you can impart to strangers right is something that it once they experience in that moment it betters them and their human experience and makes them appreciate and love the world for what it can be what it can be is is kind of crucial there um also we're not gods <laughs> don't consider myself to be god king <laughs> uh, yes the comedian he who shall saveth the earth, you know. That's kind of, isn't that that whole Bo Burnham song? Saving the world through comedy. The world is changing. The planet's heating up. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Rearranging. It's like everything happened all at once. Um, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> the people rising in the streets, the war, the drought. The more I look, the more I see nothing to joke about. Is comedy over? Should I leave you alone? Cause really, who's gonna go for joking at a time like this? Should I be joking at a time like this? I wanna help to leave this world better than I found it. And I fear that comedy won't help. And the fear is not.
unfounded Should I stop trying to be funny? Should I give away my money? No. <laughs> what do I do? Income inequality. The other stuff. <laughs> and there's only one thing that I can do about it. While while being paid and being the center of attention. Healing the world with comedy. Making a literal difference metaphorically. A Jew walks into a bar and I've saved him a seat. That's healing the world with comedy. I'm a special kind of white guy. I self-reflected and I want to be an agent of change. So I am going to use my privilege for the good. Very cool. Way to go. American white guys. We've had the floor for at least 400 years. So maybe I should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm bored. I don't want to do that. There's got to be another way for me to help out without standing on the sidelines. The way is over. <laughs> oh, what a Venn diagram. I know what I gotta do. Healing. 
was so much better than this. <laughs> it's like, oh, someone who's just so incredibly talented in way too many ways and the opposite of that. Whatever the opposite of that is, that's this. Because I had to live through this shit. Yeah. But anyway, excuse me for swearing. No, no, I don't care. You can say you whatever you want. No, FD Signifier had a good uh, video. But I love FD Signifier's line. What is he? He's like, it's the closest thing white people have to Donald Glover. And I was like, true. <laughs> 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 I was like, Donald Glover's the most talented human being, like, alive right now. Donald Glover just has such an unreasonable fucking level of talent. It's just like, it's one thing to be like an amazing writer, which he is for a variety of mediums, movies, television, you name it. That in and of itself, you were just like, you're a very good accomplished writer. You'd be like, that's really cool. Uh, to be a fucking incredible fucking hip hop lyricist, that's hard. To be a singer and a very, very good singer and a fucking incredible MC simultaneously, that's that's what? And then it's like, well, no, he's just getting started. He's getting warmed up. Uh, he can do stand up comedy. It was like, what? And his stand-up special fucking crushes it. And then he can act and he can do sitcoms and he can do horror. And he, oh, you should see him direct this motherfucker. He's like one of my favorite working directors like uh, and writers, by the way. Atlanta, there's so many episodes of that show that are so goddamn creepy in the best of ways. I love like Afro-surrealism and the whole genre of like, you know, new age black directors making that shit. Fucking amazing. And yes, FD's 100% right. It's the closest thing uh, white folk have to Donald Glover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will agree. I'm not Jewish, but I'm French, oh, I'm French Canadian, so I do have an overbearing mother, so it's close enough. It's the same thing. It is. It's all about the overbearing mother. And I'll tell you what, Stephen, I do my best to be one. I live with my son, his wife, and their daughter. I do my best to be an overbearing mother, and that's where I went to television because over. He's a sex double threat, emphasis on the sex ball. Yeah, I mean, like that, notwithstanding, that one is pretty obvious. He's. Incredibly gorgeous. Bearing mothers is what we need in this country, for God's sake. And I am damn sick and tired of listening to these people who don't even know what a woman, they don't even know what is a woman, what is a man. They're not going to dissect my job. That's very important, right? <laughs> That's very important. First off, <laughs> you don't even know. How dare you? That's the reward in life to be an overbearing mother. You should enjoy it. Nothing is nothing will be more satisfying than for me to bust the chops of my kid when I'm old enough and have him like change my depends. Okay, you came out of me. This is what happens. It's a. Mm, I wouldn't be talking about this issue, Stephen. Aren't you in the middle of some complications? Could this potentially be used in a deposition? Circle of life. The other issue there is yes, they used to say they'll come after you, Roseanne. They did this with me a long time ago. They would say, well, you're not you're not really a, a comedian now. She used to comment. They'll come after you and say. She's not funny. In other words, once they've tried to assassinate your character, they'll just try and say, you're not funny. Here's the issue. For a long time, as someone who's always been, you know, right-leaning and, uh, and conservative, um, they would, the right had a problem with being funny, with humor, because um, they couldn't necessarily acknowledge reality, right? They would, have to, they would have to be always clean, and it would remove that edge. The left today is incapable of humor because they can't even agree on what reality is. If you can't make fun of, you know, a, a drag queen story hour at a public library, there is no group that wouldn't be considered so marginalized what do you mean make fun of? Because if you're just talking about fucking mocking and dehumanizing people who happen to be different than you, then yeah, you're just a fucking bigot who's trying to hide behind the shield of comedy. It's cowardice, by the way. I'm not saying that you can't be a racist comedian. There's a fuck ton of them. That's a huge thing, right? But if your comedy is in service of basically reinforcing your bigotry, then yeah, you're a bigot. Your, your tool is comedy. That's that's the tool you are using to convey your bigotry. But you're a fucking bigot. You're fucking, I'm going to call you out for that shit. That you can't make a joke about it. That's why the left can't right. do comedy. And they're afraid of you. Uh, they're, they're afraid of people uh, thinking. They, yeah. they really are. And they just read crap off scripts. And 
this is from the fucking the right comedians right now what is what is the tier of comedy all right like it's fucking uh you know there's a trans woman who works at the fucking uh, business and uh, she's got a penis oh, uh, i identify as a penis oh, uh, like uh, and rinse and repeat for two and a half hours netflix special anyway none of them even believes that stuff they all know it's a lie they've read it off a script and they're just parroting it because people are paid to be parrots it's all about that sound bite and you know well i mean i guess that's you chad thanks to everyone who subscribed today because technically you are the ones who are doing that but outside of that no i'm not i'm not getting a fucking <laughs> i'm not getting a paycheck specifically from some kind of shadowy consortium of anti-comedy activists who are trying to cancel every comedian they'll do anything for it you, you know acting is like that you know some people uh you know who had principles a long time ago refused to play a role well, i'm thinking of a lot of black actors they said i'm not going to play that i'm not going to wear the dress for instance right well there's 10 million people behind them that will right you know so whoever will step up to do it that's who gets the job those are not people wait what sorry what was the sentence you just said out of your mouth that you were talking about how there are black actors in the industry uh i'm assuming black men who don't want to wear a dress and because of that she's like other people will just replace you that's that's the example you use <laughs> there's the face that we should be looking to for any kind of social context about anything i have i mean it is really really a, a, a dangerous time we're living in and um you know, it just makes me so mad because the point of what I was saying is that if you will swallow one big lie, it's not that far to swallowing the big lie of Adolf Hitler. It ain't that far. Right. And this is the big lie in America. Our, the, the 2020 election is the big lie. And it isn't that you're going to swallow that and buckle under to it and say that the American. Are you, Stephen, are you going to say anything? That's quite a statement that just was said live on your show in front of, I'm sure. What is what are your numbers on Rumble now? Hundred thousand? It's fucking couple stadiums full of human beings just just heard that. Are you going to say anything? No. Some people have have uh, no right to. Just not even a follow up. You could be like, could you perhaps clear what you meant by the big lie of Adolf Hitler? What what did you mean by that? There's there's not a lot of good answers here. Cast a vote that's right. counted fairly. I mean. Not only that, What's you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to report on it. For example, this show, that was why we were suspended that night. We had about 18, 17 something million people tune in. We covered it the whole night. We covered it as it was happening live, so they couldn't ban that, right? They you couldn't ban it as a conspiracy million. because we were saying, "Hold on a second, we have someone in Detroit. These votes are coming in. Wait, hold on, what's happening here in Georgia?" And then when we actually started sending people from this office to addresses where people voted that didn't exist, and I mean an empty street vote, we would show the voter rolls. Right. We would send them to a public part park voter roll those videos got removed really quickly hey guys could you go get my norm uh poster that's in my office someone from the control room because it kind of ties in with this a quote that i have from him and i wanted to, obviously you worked closely with him for a, a, a long time um oh i love him so much I, I yeah he was our white whale here when he was sick we, he was supposed to come on the show and we didn't know at the time that he was sick and he kind of would disappear um would disappear you just yeah, said yeah, if you yeah. swallow the big lie from adolf hitler who you love right just so we're all clear here you uh, just said if you swallow the big would disappear okay, nice um, we got a follow-up uh, all right yeah, hold he on. was a huge influence on what we did here and i have a quote between him and larry king doing exactly what you did but about being a gay man and i i want to bring it up but uh, and to be clear you just said if you swallow the big lie from adolf hitler who you love right just so we're all clear here big fan of hitler oh yeah, yeah. i i'm a big fan of all the rothschilds <laughs> well you know that's where we disagree i'm more of a pol pot guy um but uh i now, do want to make pot, that he is i i said yesterday he he's the idol of the left because you know they just want to destroy and kill and deplatform and you know murder but uh you know he killed people who wore glasses because they could read I know. which is you know how the left loves it yeah they, they said oh they he what are you talking about <laughs> 
don't think I've ever encountered a leftist who loves Pol Pot. I'm pretty sure they all say that he's a massive monster. Committed genocide. They look, they look shifty. They look intelligent. And then who knew that all of these people moved out from cities uh, couldn't farm? Yeah, we actually have a dictator off where we have different brackets that we're doing here this year. We have Hitler and we have Mussolini and we have Pol Pot and we have Mao and we have Pinochet and we see who was the worst. Um, surprise, they're all leftists. Uh, this is one thing I wanted to ask you before I go Don't to the Stalin. Oh, yes, Stalin sorry. and the Hitler, worst. you know, the Stalin-Hitler pact, which everybody always wants to forget about, but they actually had a contest to see who could kill the most Jews. And you know what? The lessons of the Holocaust, I just want to say this too, is that we must not repeat history right. and when we're being fed a lie as citizens it is our right and our duty to come against that we must not allow it right i think you're i think that and is what's pivotal. the lie and the media entertainment industry and government industrial complex right they all work leftist pinochet i know pinochet famous leftist of course uh, uh, absolutely how did pinochet come to power again together uh, and i mean that because you see the look what House. they did to us, Stephen. Look what they brought to us so that we could not go out and vote, Stephen. Right. And everybody's removing that. Look what they did to our families so that we had to stay home and put uh, ballots that were not fairly counted. Look what they did to us. Yep. It's not an it's not an accident. And the whole time, all those media people who come after me because the fuck I love the people I grew up with and I love the working people of America I put my whole life on the line to go in the lion's den like Daniel I'm a religious Jew okay like Daniel I knew I was doing it too right. but like there was a fourth guy in there in the fire with me the whole time you know and I always felt that but they they would be so mad at me because <laughs> I was just like yes what's happening <laughs> I, think, I think that's kind of the moment where you'd, you'd be kind of just like looking over I mean he does have the yellow button that he can push at any point but I don't know if he wants to use it on Roseanne but it's kind of be like can, can, we, can we steer this conversation somewhere away from the religious prophecy part this part's a little bit intense he's kind of going into the whole thing being a religious prophecy right now I don't know how this is going to play out there's uh. <laughs> As they said, nobody's going to like this show I go yeah because why because I'm not making them look stupid like you've done for generations I want to show these. I want to show the working people of America of all colors, of all all class, you know, of all everything, as heroic and uh, you know because I love them and I know what's in their hearts. Right. I'm not going to let you make them look stupid, and I'll have a bigger audience than you've ever had. And I proved it twice. I did. Yeah. Because I have respect for them. I don't. I I like to uplift, not denigrate. So. Yeah, well, I like a little bit of both, but that was a funny visual. It was just picturing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like, there's a fourth. Is that Roseanne fucking Barr? What is she doing in the fire? Get her the hell out of there. Uh, by the way, it's the Roseanne Barr podcast. Well, that, that was God. Yes. And you know what? God God is, God is God wins. They're not going to win. You know how the left, everything they touch turns to shit. Like, I was all mad because, uh, did you know YouTube said if you don't uh, support the war in wherever it is, Ukraine, yeah. they're not going to monetize you? Oh, yeah, but we've been did demonetized. You know we've been demonetized for about five, six years now. I'm pretty sure that's not the rule. I don't I don't think it's that you have to openly support the war in Ukraine. I think it's that you probably can't spread lies and things that can potentially have malicious consequences, I would assume. Like, the same way for the COVID measures, it's like you can't just openly give people medical advice that can result in them hurting themselves, like lying about, like, you know, drinking bleach and no, stuff so like it didn't, that. But yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I was just starting, and I'm like, well, how can I be for the war in Ukraine? That's where they killed my whole family was in the Ukraine, where the Nazis went in there. I can't be for the Nazis in the Ukraine. And my, I called my rabbi. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm trying to make some money since they fired me off my other goddamn job. So I'm like, I'm trying to make some money. I support 25 lazy Jewish people in this family. Don't tell me I don't like Jews. Yeah. But anyway, so there I am. And you know what my rabbi said? It was so great. He said, Roseanne, think about it. Everything the left touched turns to shit. 
So what do they got? They got a Jew, Zelensky, and he's destroying the Nazi state of the Ukraine. Yeah. I go, you're right. <laughs> Isn't that great? That I, is, I'm all for that war now. It is irony. And I think, by the way, it's the Roseanne Barr podcast every Thursday at RoseanneBarr.com for people watching. We're going to continue to Mug Club really quickly. I think the lesson there from Roseanne Barr is, hey, uh, don't you know? not all stereotypes are true. Jews can be lazy, too. We'll uh, stay here more with Roseanne Barr in just 15 seconds. <laughs> Click subscribe, Mug Club. Okay, thank you, Rumble. Oh, so I gotta go to the paid one. Oh God, fuck, that was rough. A lot of garbage. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that whole thing outside of it. Just all sucks. Why? <laughs> like, what else? What else can one say? It's uh, pretty shitty. Yeah. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form, available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. Thank you kindly to our Lord and Saviors, Peyton L. Just and Xander Corvus. Without you, we are nothing. And now, a shout-out to our Knights of the Square table. Amazing Flesh, Anna Loves Riley, Adrian McCarthy, DM Rivera, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hegbard Celine, Izzy Solidarity, La Media Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Nettle, Omni, Peanut Butter Blonde, Political Papi, Quiet185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Kubi, Cernicus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Dimmel, Thomas, Trevbot EXE, Lucidry, Words Greenwood, Cheryl Alvarez, Tony Perkins, Thomas, O'Pecker, Travis McClinton, and Victoria Bell. Thank you so much. And a huge shout out to all the other people who make this entire show possible. Without you, it would not exist. If you can support us, please go to patreon.com slash the surfs, and even $1 can help unlock all of the little goodies and help make this show entirely possible. 